was able to ship six iPads and three AirPods over to BFMR, give them the tracking number, and within a few days after it arrived, I've already have the money in my bank account. And so, yeah, it's really a pretty easy way to meet credit card spend with very minimal risk because you're just buying stuff on Amazon. Like it's a totally legit thing to do. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 48 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a recap of all of the things that I churned in August. August was a pretty busy month. On the credit card front, there was a new Marriott five-night free offer. I did some pretty easy credit card spend through a buying group, which I'll cover. And I've been slowly trying to make my dad a P3, so that saga kind of continued a little bit. Then on the bank front, we had some easy bonuses from Fidelity Bloom and Ally, plus some pretty positive changes with the Chase ACH payments program, which is great for employer direct deposits. And also Chuck over at DOC posted a really great article on when to withdraw your I-bonds, like the optimal time to do that. So we'll go into that as well. Then brokerages, let's see, we've got some Wells Fargo, some Ally, Unest, an update on the SAVE referral program that I covered last month, as well as a tally on all of our Moomoo earnings so far. And finally, a rundown of various discounts and freebies that I tackled, including the Kroger 4X fuel points, which they've seemed to just be doing every weekend now until the end of time, plus a new thing, an Amazon shopper panel that I just heard about. That's a pretty nice, easy way to earn $10 each month. I'll be doing also a little Peloton water bottle giveaway. I have more of these Peloton free water bottle codes. And I've been getting quite a few messages from listeners who have been following some of the advice in the How to Ask for More episodes. So I thought I'd end it by sharing some of the success stories there because it's um, been pretty fun for me to hear about them and really awesome to see that it's working out in the real world. So yeah, it's going to be another pretty packed episode. But before we get into it, just wanted to share a podcast update, which is the website at thedailychurnpodcast.com has finally been updated. It's something I've been wanting to do and meaning to do for, I think, over the last year now and just haven't gotten around to it, but finally updated the theme. Things look a little slicker, maybe a little less buggy to use. And one of the main reasons I updated it is because one of the most requested features so far in the Deal Alerts beta is that people want to be able to see the prior deals that were posted before they signed up. So kind of like a history or archive of the old deals and the old site didn't really support that. But with this new update, you'll now be able to see all of the deals on the site directly versus it being sent out via email. So if you've been thinking about joining the Deal Alerts beta but wasn't really sure about it, this is probably the closest it's been to not being a beta anymore. You know, we've added a lot of cool features over the last couple months, including as well the private Discord server, which really has been very cool just seeing everyone on there and helping each other out and just forming a, a little community that's maybe a little less cutthroat than um, our churning sometimes is. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, you can check it out at thedailychurnpodcast.com slash deals. All right. 
right, so starting with credit cards, the big news was that Marriott now has re-released the five nights free offer, where you get five nights free with $5,000 of spend. And those come in the form of certificates that expire one year after being issued. The nice part with these certs is that they post pretty quickly, I think just a few days after meeting your spend. And they are capped at 50,000 points per night, but you can top them up using your own points up to 65,000 points. So I know there's some debate amongst folks being like, this is either a really great offer or a terrible offer, depending on how you feel about Marriott's Bonvoy program. But in my case, you know, if you can find the sweet spots for redemption, like the Western Hapuna in Kona, then it's a really great deal because sometimes those nights go for $1,000 a night. And so if you're able to use a free night certificate for free and you use five of those nights, that's basically $5,000 worth of free nights from just opening one of these cards. So again, really dependent on which properties you can find and when to use them. One super useful thing that I just discovered in the Marriott app, I'm not sure if everyone already knows this, but this is totally new to me where just a few days ago, I was clicking through and trying to figure out, hey, which nights at the Western Hapuna are going to be under 65,000 points. And the way I was doing this before was that I would plug in each day individually and just go search one day at a time. And that took a long time. But it turns out that if you're in the calendar view and you click the flexible dates checkbox, then it will show you that one night award rate for all of the upcoming months. So you can just literally scroll through months and it'll tell you what each day of the week is gonna cost in terms of points. So as you can imagine, just a massive time savings being able to search that way. And I didn't know that existed because I don't think any other program lets you search that way. Definitely not with Hyatt. So one hack that a lot of people have been using is a website called maxmypoints.com. And I'll link to that in the show notes where it does a similar thing. You're able to better search for award availability as well as actually have alerts sent to you when an award night opens up. But I'm kind of old school. I like to kind of just search things myself. And the Marriott app, surprisingly, is the best at award searches. So yeah, definitely just made my life a lot easier. And so I'm personally a big fan of this offer. I just opened another one of these cards for myself to get the five free nights. There was some debate in the past that folks were worried about the link being a private leaked link that may result in a shutdown of your Chase account. I think a lot of those fears have been alleviated now with this rerun because now it's available at a very public link. I think it's just marriottbonvoy.com slash five free nights and that links you to this offer. So I'll probably open this card for my dad in the next few weeks. And if you remember from a few episodes ago, my dad is going to be a potential P3 for me because I'm getting him into this churning game. And funny story is I actually called him a couple weeks ago just to catch up. And randomly at the end of the call, right before I was about to hang up, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I, uh, I opened a new credit card. And I was like, wait, what did you open? I thought we're not opening new cards. And he's like, well, no, this is a really good offer. I was like searching for flights on American and this offer popped up from City to open this City credit card. And they were giving me like 20,000 miles to sign up and 20,000 miles basically covers any flight round trip in the world, right? And you can probably imagine what was going through my head as my dad was telling me all of this stuff. And I was just like, dad, we need to have a, a proper talk about credit cards. Like you're not allowed to open any more credit cards without asking me first. 
and had to explain to my dad why 20,000 airline miles isn't actually miles flown on the plane and why a round trip ticket, let's say going to Europe, is going to cost you like 80,000 miles, not 20,000, even though the distance to Europe is not eight. I mean, you know, it was a whole thing. And it was also kind of just a, this funny role reversal because it totally reminded me of like being a kid and my dad telling me about why I need to get good grades and why good grades matter. And, you know, just kind of berating me for getting bad grades. And now I'm doing the opposite, but for like credit cards, just like you cannot open more credit cards. Just don't do it. Ignore those advertisements you see. It's all just clickbait. So fingers crossed he listens just for a couple more months because I'm just trying to keep him under 524 long enough that we can open two Southwest cards in October to get them companion pass so that my mom and my dad can visit me and only have to pay for one person instead of two. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. On the topic of Chase, there has been a lot of like questions around with the new Chase Inc. preferred card, is it possible to get approved after 524? And at least from the like data points over the last month on Discord and just reading comments, it seems pretty unlikely that you'll get approved for this Chase Inc. Preferred if you're already at 524. It does seem to be that the majority of data points where someone's like, I got approved after 524, is that they sort of miscounted their five. Because with Chase, things like authorized users, if you're an authorized user on another card, you can get that discounted during a recon call. Like you can have them ignore that authorized user account. Or if it's like a store credit card, like you have an REI credit card, which my dad also has, turns out those aren't counted as part of 524 either. So I think that's where a lot of the confusion lies. That said, if you are under 524, I do think that it is easier to get approved for the Chase Inc. preferred currently. Like if you've been denied a lot in the past or had to do a lot of recon or have been given really low credit limits, it seems that Chase is a little more lax with approving you if you're under 524. The other kind of under the radar chase rule that I recently found out about and shout out to Chuck and Twitch One for giving me a heads up on this is that even though you have 90 days to meet spend officially and that's what your chase bonus tracker on the app will show unofficially you actually have more like 115 days to meet spend. And I did not know this because I had advised my friend who'd missed the 90 day mark that like there's no point even trying because you'd missed 90 days. Turns out that was just terrible advice because if you're within the 115 day window, there's a good chance you'll still get your bonus to post and nowhere talks about that except like a DOC article. And so I'll include a link to that article in the show notes. But in terms of bonuses on the credit card front in August, nothing directly posted. I did get a Chase Inc. referral for 40,000 points. So definitely a nice surprise and really appreciate it. But otherwise, the only other thing with credit cards was that I used a buying group in August to hit some spend. And so if you're not familiar with buying groups, one of the more popular ones is buyformeretail.com. I think they tout that they've had over a billion dollars in payments made through them, which I mean really is a pretty massive number, but with BFMR, Buy For Me Retail, they were paying out full retail and a little above retail for iPads and AirPods. And so you can always use different sites to order these and ship it to BFMR, like Best Buy, Target, Walmart, etc. But most of those places will cancel your order because they flag the BFMR addresses. 
But one interesting thing is that Amazon really doesn't give a shit about you sending stuff to a buying group. The main thing with Amazon is that you need to have an account that is well-seasoned, like you've been using it for other purchases before. And with Amazon, they usually limit the quantity that you're able to buy of a certain thing. So in this case, the iPads, you could only buy three of them. The AirPods, you can only buy three of them, but you could buy three of each color of the iPad. And so I was able to ship six iPads and three AirPods over to BFMR, give them the tracking number. And within a few days after it arrived, I've already have the money in my bank account. And so, yeah, it's really a pretty easy way to meet credit card spend with very minimal risk because you're just buying stuff on Amazon. Like it's a totally legit thing to do. I think the main risk really is if your package was lost in transit or BFMR loses your package and now you have to figure out, okay, who's going to reimburse me and what's going to happen. That's when things can get a little dicey. Luckily for me, knock on wood, that hasn't happened yet. But that is something to keep in mind if you're going to try buying groups for the first time. Unfortunately, the iPad AirPod deal is now out of stock. I did send a deal alert for it, so hopefully some of you guys were able to get in on it. But BFMR is always posting new deals that you can do, so there'll be plenty more opportunities in the future. Just keep in mind, Amazon is probably going to be the easiest way for you to ship over there. The other retailers, you'll probably need to do some funky address modification stuff in order to get past their systems that are automatically flagging and canceling orders that get sent to a BFMR address. But tallying up the credit cards for August, it was just that 40,000 points from a Chase Inc. referral. Moving right on to banks, the big bonus that posted for my P2 was the US Bank business checking bonus for $750 for making a $15,000 deposit. So for this one, we ended up just using Ally to deposit the $15,000 and we kept the money there just to be safe. The bonus took about 90 days from account opening to post. And one correction I wanted to make from the previous episode is that US Bank actually still does allow $3,000 worth of credit card funding if you open a business account. So they've disabled that for personal accounts. But as of a few days ago with business accounts, you can still fund them with $3,000 from a credit card, including American Express, which is pretty rare for bank funding. So I think for a lot of folks, the minimum spend alone is kind of worth opening this account. Plus having one of these business checking accounts open, I think makes it a little easier for you to get approved in the future for US bank business credit cards like the leverage card or the triple cash. Those cards aren't the best like bonus wise, but they are good in-between cards when let's say you're cooling down your 524 or you're in-between Amex business cards. Being able to open a US bank business card is great because they don't show up on your personal credit report. So got the 750 from US bank, then also opened the Fidelity Bloom card for both myself and P2. And that bonus used to be $50 for depositing $50, which is what both myself and P2 did it under. But now it's actually been raised to $100 for making a $50 deposit. On top of that, when you join, they give you a $5 welcome bonus. Plus, for the first $300 that you deposit into their save account, you get a 10% match. So a $300 deposit gets you $30. So all in all, the bonus ends up being $135 for a $300 deposit. And it's just a really easy, quick bonus to do, especially if you already have a Fidelity login, because you can just use the same login to open the Bloom account in like a minute or two. 
keep in mind too, this bonus is considered a different bonus than the brokerage bonuses. So if you've done the Fidelity brokerage bonus before, you are still eligible to do the Bloom bonus. So if you've been procrastinating, now is a better time than it was a few weeks ago to do it because it's now $100. For myself and P2, we did only just get $50 though for each of us, but that did post along with the $5 welcome bonus. The 10% still hasn't posted yet, so I'll count that later. But for August, we ended up getting $110 total between the two of us from Fidelity Bloom. I also signed up for Boss Money, which is a, an app that was giving you $100 for doing a $5,000 deposit, but you didn't have to leave the $5,000 there. And you could only do it by joining via a referral link. And there were some data points saying that, hey, Charles Schwab should work to just put your $5,000 in and take it right back out. However, reading the comments recently, this bonus seems like it's a total shit show. Like the way Boss Money is handling this bonus is that pretty much everyone who is sending over their $5,000 are having their account frozen and then shut down with an email being like, we don't want you as a customer. And apparently it's like just a small team of like nine people and their COO is personally responding to these emails and locking people's accounts. So generally just a mess. I mean, I think the TLDR is they probably weren't expecting this to be posted on DOC. And obviously DOC attracts a certain crowd that are there just for the bonus. But at the same time, you know, they're offering a bonus. And so turning away people's money when they meet the qualifications for this bonus also seems pretty negative. So... Yeah, I'm not even going to post my referral link to this because it just seems like a bit of a dumpster fire and probably just better off avoiding for now. In the realm of more legit bonuses, Ally has finally gotten in on the bonus train. So after I don't even know how many years I've had Ally, I've recommended Ally to so many people because it's such a good hub account for doing transfers. They finally launched a checking account product and with it, a $200 bonus for signing up and direct depositing $1,500. It's not super clear yet what will qualify as their $1,500 direct deposit because this is so new. There are no data points on Ally bonuses because they've never offered bonuses before. So anyone's guess as to how strict or not they're going to be with that DD requirement in my case, I'm probably just going to be using Chase ACH Payments. It's a service I covered in, I think, episode 28 on employer direct deposits. Basically, if you have a Chase business account, you can sign up for Chase ACH Payments through that business account. Now, back when I did the episode, it used to cost $25 per month to use their ACH payment service. So even if you didn't send any direct deposits out during that month, you would still end up paying $25. I'm not sure when they changed it, but as of like a month or two ago when I looked, they've now switched over to a pay-per-use model. So each dark deposit only costs $2.50 for your first 10. And then after 10, it's only like 15 cents each going forward. But basically 10 dark deposits will cost you $25, but you don't have to pay a full $25 each month. If you only send $1,500 to Ally, it's only gonna cost you $2.50. For me, I think Chase ACH Payments is going to be my preferred method of doing employer DDs in the future because it is going to be a lot more reliable than even WISE because in the case of Chase ACH Payments, it's coming from your business and so it will show up under your business name. 
And so if a company, let's say Ally, doesn't automatically mark that as a proper direct deposit, you can easily just message them and say, hey, this came from a company and this is a real direct deposit. Whereas if you use something like WISE, TransferWISE, then it's a lot harder to justify how your WISE payment is not just a person-to-person payment. So that'll be our strategy for this Ally bonus. I'll update the live churn tracker with our data point once it posts. The sad part with this Ally bonus though was that I signed up for myself using a Swagbucks link because I wanted to stack Swagbucks and the Ally bonus even though the Swagbucks terms say that you can't stack them like you'll only get one or the other. I figured I'd try anyway but it was late at night, I drank a few glasses of wine and just completely messed it up because when I clicked through via Swagbucks into Ally, I couldn't find for the life of me the field where you put this promo code. The promo code is GET200. Now if you clicked in via your email directly to Ally, that code auto-populates so you don't have to worry about it. But in my case it didn't and I just couldn't find the link and so Unfortunately for me, I ended up submitting the application without the code being attached. And after calling and messaging Ally and literally spending like an hour on the phone with them, they have no ability to retroactively add one of these codes. So basically, I won't be getting the bonus on my end, except maybe the swag bucks. But on my P2's end, I did manage to apply the code for her properly because she clicked in via her email, so it auto-populated. So at least for her, we're looking forward to a $200 Ally bonus. Finally, on the banks front, just wanted to give a shout out to Chuck over at DOC for making the iBond withdrawal post schedule, which is really useful for a lot of us because a lot of us have iBonds and we're not really sure when to take it out because iBonds do have this three month penalty and it's going to vary based on when you bought the iBond. And now outside of iBonds, you can get like five plus percent. So it does make sense to cash them out. But the question is exactly when is the most optimal time? So I won't rehash that whole article here, but I'll link to it in the show notes. And for us, I think we're going to target January 2024 for us to just cash out all of our iBonds because we're trying to keep our income relatively low in 2023 because we're doing the fire thing. And the way healthcare subsidies work is that they're based on your income level. And so 2023, we're keeping things super low. 2024 is where we're trying to defer more of our income because we'll choose a different healthcare plan. But basically something to keep in mind is that the interest that you earned on your I bonds when you cash them out, that is the year that you're going to pay taxes on it. That's the year that it's going to be treated as income. But tallying everything up from banks, it was $750 from US Bank and $110 from Fidelity for a total of $860 in August on banks. Next up, we have brokerages. So Wells Fargo, the premier checking bonus, I had gotten a $2,500 bonus on that one in the previous recap. But in August, what I was doing was just transferring all of those assets from Wells Fargo back into Fidelity because keeping anything at Wells Fargo generally is a terrible idea because I hate Wells Fargo and their interface and their brokerage interface is particularly terrible. So used Fidelity to initiate an ACATS transfer from Wells Fargo back into Fidelity and that's always smooth as butter because Fidelity is awesome and it doesn't cost anything to do the ACATS transfer and it took about under a week for it to show up. 
Then I also downgraded the Premier checking to the free everyday checking because the Premier checking comes with a $25 monthly fee. So did all of that and everything seems pretty good. So now I'm just waiting for my Premier checking bonus to post because that was P2s that posted a couple months back. With mine, I did have to fax them some verification documents and I did that a while ago. I haven't heard back, so fingers crossed. That all went smoothly, and actually a listener, Raymond, recommended HelloFax in the future rather than having to go to a FedEx Kinko's, which is what I did to get it faxed because Wells Fargo refused to fax a document to their brokerage department for some really strange legal reason. But in the future, yeah, if anyone needs to do any kind of faxing, it seems like HelloFax is pretty legit because if you Google online fax services, a lot of these look really spammy, but at least in the case of HelloFax, it was acquired by Dropbox, so hopefully a little more legit than the rest. There was also Unest, which is that brokerage account for kids that was giving 12,000 swag bucks for signing up and making a deposit. And I did that for both myself and P2, and that posted in August for 24,000 swag bucks total between the two of us, which cashes out at $240 if you cash it out all at once. But the way my P2 and I tend to tackle our Swagbucks cash outs is that if you actually only cash out $25 each month, Swagbucks offers a discounted cash out rate if you only do $25 via their, I think, Visa or MasterCard prepaid card. So instead of it costing 2,500 Swagbucks for $25, each month you can do this once, you can cash out 2,175 swag bucks for $25. And so if you do the math there, 24,000 swag bucks, instead of being $240, ends up being $275 if you kind of space that out each month. And that's kind of how we trickle cash our swag bucks is that we just do $25 each month between the two of us, ends up being just an extra $50 of play money that we use. We usually just load those gift cards straight into Amazon and it becomes Amazon money. We also had a couple Ally Invest bonuses that posted in August. So Ally Invest, we got a, a targeted email from them where you get $100 if you make a $50 deposit for three months. So we'd signed up for that a while back and we were just doing internal transfers. So from our Ally savings account, automated transfer of $50 into the Ally Invest account because nothing in the terms said it had to be an outside deposit. And it turns out that that totally worked because in August, both myself and P2's $100 bonuses posted. So all in all, just very nice to see that Ally is finally offering bonuses for some of their accounts because, again, it is such a great account to have. One of the reasons we like it is because their transfer limits are so high. Like, I think you can transfer something like $100,000 or $500,000 per day via ACH, and that's within their limits, whereas some credit unions, they're like, oh yeah, you can cash out $2,000 per day. Ally is like, nope, half a million dollars, <laughs> you're good. And also, you know, you can automate those transfers too. Their automation is pretty solid. So easy $200 from Ally in August. There was also the save account that I covered in the previous recap. This is that weird account where you deposit $1,000 and then they'll put $5,000 into a portfolio that you can't touch. And then after a year, the gains on that portfolio become your bonus for depositing $1,000. So kind of a convoluted process, but 
it could work out well if the stock market goes up. The weird thing and kind of annoying thing that a lot of us have discovered with Save is that during setup, you choose a portfolio. Like, do you want it to be something that matches the S&P 500 or do you want to go for something riskier? And they've got like eight or nine different portfolios you can pick. And so that's all fine and good, but it turns out that when you refer someone, the $5,000 that you get from the referral that gets put into a portfolio doesn't go into the portfolio that you picked. It always goes into their multi-strategy portfolio, which is some proprietary portfolio that they came up with that per them has good returns. So, I mean, we'll see in a year if that's actually true, but basically you can't have it go into the portfolio that you pick. Like I want it to go into the S&P 500 one. It will not go in there. It will go into their multi-strategy one. And they don't say that that's going to happen anywhere on the site. And it took a few of us to actually message them for them to confirm that, yeah, you don't get a choice of where that referral bonus goes. The other annoying thing with Save is that they're just really slow to post any of this stuff. Like after you sign up, it takes them a good week, two, maybe three weeks for them to actually invest the $5,000 into the portfolio that you picked. And someone had asked them why it takes so long. And apparently it's only like every Wednesday that they go in and do their portfolio investments. Some of mine still haven't shown up into a portfolio yet. It's really kind of a little bit of a mess, but assuming they're just slow rather than they're in the process of going out of business because too many of us signed up and used referrals, fingers crossed it works out in the end. Hopefully by next month, I'll have a better update on them. But if you're curious about the program and you want to try your luck, definitely check out the July recap where I kind of go into how the whole thing works in a lot more detail. And I also have my referral links at thedailychurnpodcast.com slash referrals. Really appreciate it if you end up using it. Finally, on the brokerage front, just an update with Moomoo. So the Moomoo money printer. I'm guessing you guys are probably pretty sick of hearing about Moomoo at this point, and I kind of am too, but even I think it's pretty obscene though, the amount of money that has been made through Moomoo referrals. And it's probably at a point now where every like family member, friend, and listener who's ever heard of Moomoo has signed up for it at this point. I feel like maybe I should just rename this podcast The Daily Moomoo, you know, like we're already kind of halfway there, like the icon for the Daily Churn podcast is a cow, which coincidentally is also what Moomoo is. But basically for myself and P2, after I tally everything up in August, we ended up making $6,500 in referrals from Moomoo. And so that's probably about 20, maybe 25 referrals total. And that referral train has finally, for better or worse, come to an end because they've really now nerfed the referral program. So it's not nearly as good as it was before. But while it was still active, yeah, 6,500 in August. And in July, I think it was 7,500. So in total, myself and P2, we've made $14,000 from Moomoo referrals which is like our entire churning goal for the year. Like my goal is to make $1,000 a month from churning. And so $12,000 a year. Making $14,000 just from one app is pretty crazy and probably the best churn that I've ever done so far, you know? And uh, obviously really happy with that. And big thank you to everyone who used our referrals. And of course, big shout out to Moomoo for uh, being the, the patron saint of churners, and I have no idea how their business model works, but hopefully uh, they stay in business and they do another round of these referrals in the future. 
tallying everything up for brokerages, it was that $275 from Unest in the form of Swagbucks, 200 bucks from Ally Invest, and $6,500 from Moomoo for a total of $6,975 from brokerages in August. Finally, we have discounts and freebies. So the one I've been tackling a lot more recently is the Kroger Fuel Points. So I did an episode, the previous episode, on exactly how that Kroger Fuel Points program works. But Kroger has really just been going crazy with their 4X Fuel Points weekends, where you get 4X Fuel Points for buying a third-party or Visa MasterCard gift card. And so are they going to run this every weekend? It's possible. It's sort of looking like this. So who knows if uh, the weekend after this podcast comes out, if they're going to do another one. But the way we tend to do it is we keep it pretty chill because it's a lot easier that way, where every time we go to Kroger and they're running one of these promos, we now just pick up a $250 Amazon gift card. And that gives us 1,000 fuel points. And 1,000 fuel points gets you up to $35 off of gas. Of course, you can go a lot harder than just doing $250 of gift cards each time. And there's also ways of, you know, cashing out fuel points that aren't gas and all that good stuff. But definitely check out episode 47 if that's something that you want to look more into. But for us, yeah, keeping it pretty easy, picking up these gift cards. I won't count the discount directly right now because we haven't gotten the gas yet. We're sort of just accumulating fuel points. But Kroger, man, it's really paying off. There was also this new thing, well, new to me, but not new in general, which is the Amazon Shopper Panel. So it's an app run by Amazon. You sign up and each month, if you upload 10 receipts from the last 30 days, you get $10 of Amazon credit. So if you do that for yourself and your P2, that's basically $20 of fun money on Amazon every month. And big shout out to Candice on Discord for the heads up on this because I'm like, I love free Amazon money each month. It's sort of what we do with our swag bucks. So an extra 20 would be awesome. The only thing is that when you sign up, you are going to be put into a wait list. But it does sound like they approve people off the wait list every few weeks. So in theory, sign up and hopefully within a couple weeks, you'll be approved for the shopper panel. I'd also gotten a couple Peloton water bottle codes in August. So if you recall from maybe like a year ago, Peloton was giving out free Peloton water bottles if you signed up. And of course, I went in and I signed up with like a bunch of different emails and I gave away most of those water bottles because there's only so many water bottles you need in your house. But Weirdly, they sent me a reminder for a couple of them that I guess I forgot to give out. So if you're interested in a free Peloton water bottle, and these bottles are basically, they're glass with a rubber coating. They usually cost $17 plus shipping, but they give you two codes. One is to get the bottle for only a dollar, and then one to give you free shipping. So you end up getting this bottle, not quite free, but for a dollar. And it's, I mean, it's definitely worth at least a dollar. It's a pretty nice bottle. And yeah, if you want one of these, I have two of them to give away. Just leave a comment at thedailychurnpodcast.com saying you want it, and I'll email those over to you. Finally, with freebies and discounts, I thought I'd end this section on a positive note, which is that I'd gotten some messages from folks, emails and messages on Discord, where listeners have been trying out some of the methods that uh, I went over in, I think, episode 44, the how to ask for upgrades, discounts, and free stuff. And it's been really awesome hearing all the uh, 
the positive success stories from people where it's like, yeah, it, this stuff actually works. So I wanted to just kind of highlight a few of them where, let's see, Calvin had a United Airlines flight that was super delayed and ended up getting canceled. And they submitted a request being like, hey, can I get reimbursement and compensation? And of course, United being United, the response is like, no, that situation's out of United's control. But then when they pushed just one more time, United ended up giving them 7,500 United Airlines miles. NASA Flyer was able to do the any chance you could magic words with their Chase Inc. cash and got the offer matched from the 75,000 point offer to the 90,000 point offer. And I've done that myself a few times as well. Marouk ended up getting free French fries, $9 worth with their meal just by asking. XYZ got 20% off at a toy store. Just really awesome to hear these stories. They definitely, you know, warm my little churner heart to see you guys going out there and getting free stuff just by asking. And if you're listening to this and you have like no idea what I'm talking about, definitely listen to that episode as well as also just read the book. Um, a lot of what I say is based off a book called Getting More. It's probably one of my favorite books that I recommend to people because it really just kind of changes how you go about life on a pretty fundamental level. The other one I actually really like, you know, just quickly on the topic of books is if you're still doing corporate stuff, like you're still working in a corporate environment, there's this book, Crucial Conversations, that I recommend to everyone as well. It's like the getting more, but for like corporate stuff. How it changes how you go about the corporate world is how getting more will change how you go about just your day-to-day -day life. So if you're curious and you're looking for something to read, I'll have links to those in the show notes as well. Otherwise, nothing directly in August from discounts and freebies, but tallying everything up in August, we had 40,000 chase points from the Inc. referral. Banks, there was $860 worth from US Bank and Fidelity. Brokerages, there was $275 from Unest, $200 from Ally, and $6,500 from Moomoo for a total of $7,835 plus 40,000 ultimate reward points from Chase. Yeah, just a really massive month again. I think July and August were the best months that I've ever had churning-wise, all thanks to uh, Sugar Daddy Moomoo for carrying the team here. And I guess even without Moomoo, it was still a pretty good month. There was that $1,300 worth of cash plus 40,000 ultimate reward points, which is still pretty good and beats my monthly $1,000 goal. But combining the two, yeah, definitely a, a crazy month. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. As always, you can find all of the churns that I discussed today in the live churn tracker, as well as in the show notes at thedailychurnpodcast.com. If you're subscribed to the free newsletter, you should have also received all of these show notes and links in your email as well. But otherwise, I will catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.